Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hi, folks listening to Suicide Buddies. Dave and I just really want to put out there that we definitely want you to take care of yourselves. If you are having truly dark thoughts, we really do recommend that you call 1-800-273-TALK. They are actually truly good, and they do give really valuable information and conversations back and forth. So uh, thanks for listening to the pod. think so oh my god man hampton have you seen the new roseanne yet because <laughs> it is great oh boy did you see the new wonder years where they're all nazis <laughs> wow did you know they brought back the fresh prince of bel-air but they're all sadists <laughs> who murdered children now <laughs> roseanne's back guys yeah, Boy Meets World is coming back, and it stars Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein produced Boy Man Meets World now. He's a man. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just Ben Shapiro going, um, Mom, I think you should actually leave the house because uh, the patriarchy is tearing you down. <laughs> Everything I do is ironic and hurts people. I saw, um, I saw a couple episodes of uh, Roseanne. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I refuse to watch it because I'm a fucking Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Democrat socialist, so pretty much anything's game for me. DSA. DSA. <laughs> um, yeah. DSA taking on the TSA. Hell yeah. yeah. All in the USA. <laughs> I put my hands up to play my song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, oh, man. Oh, Canada. <laughs> that, by the way, that is the... Canada's theme song, and it is also theme song. Their, <laughs> you mean their national anthem? It's their theme song. It's <laughs> not the right word. It's the Canada's theme song, okay. but also no, 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 Canada, no, 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 Canada. Exactly. Canada. But you also have to sing it like that. Canada. Uh, if you ever see um, football games in Canada where everyone kneels, well. well. Uh, <laughs> Because they're, cur- they're curling, Dave. <laughs> yeah. If you go to, yeah, Canadian football, a.k.a. curling, where everyone in the fucking crowd kneels. <laughs> they haven't even heard of Roseanne in Canada. Canada. I'm willing to give a thing like that just a shot of, like, just checking it out. Like, I'm sure curling? I'm not going to like it. Roseanne. Oh. <laughs> the, 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 the queen of curling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. I was answering your question because you asked me if I'd seen it. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember everything. I'm I, cool. <laughs> so it's good, you're saying? 
Uh, I'm saying it's the best show on television. Wow, yeah. So I'm, you're saying you voted for Trump? Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm saying it the, well, but by watching the show, it made me retroactively vote for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> My TiVo voted for Trump. <laughs> yeah. Man, if I had a time machine, I would go back in time and vote for Trump with Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I would go get Hitler and then bring him to 2016, and we would both vote for Trump. All right, guys, you're listening to the Cuck Cast. Uh, this is yeah. uh, Dave Cuck and Hampton Cuck, yeah. uh, two two boys who like to see their girls pounded out by, by, by some real strapping yeah. lads. Yeah, every episode we talk about one cuck in history. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this week we're doing John Goodman. That's why we brought up Roseanne. That um, is kind of surprising that John Goodman came back for yeah. it. Like, he's been on such a hot streak. <sighs> totally. He's awesome to see in movies. And he's, and he's like, doing it for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weird thing. That's the weird part. He's donating all of his money to the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> is he um, a fascist, too? Just like that woman? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nothing makes me madder than a fascist woman. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, Hitler was bad, but Ava Braun, I just. Oh. Oh, their tits and her goddamn fascism. Yeah. It's one thing to be fascist, it's another thing to be fascist on your period. <laughs> yeah, go into the woods to be fascist yeah, on your period. Yeah, go out there and oppress the trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! It became the fascist cast. <laughs> yeah, hey everybody, welcome to Fascist Buddies. Um, you this know, is uh, Suicide Buddies. Actually, is the name of the podcast. This is a podcast about suicide, uh, depression, suicidal thoughts, suicide in history, and it's also just Dave and I kind of being dumb, being real fucking. Yeah, dumb. we like to say at the top of every episode that if it's your first time listening, welcome. Uh, we joke around a lot about suicide because we've been there and we know people who have been through it. Uh, we can laugh at it, and it helps. Uh, but you know, Been know that we that. don't we don't want to be reductive of it. <laughs> we literally had people email us and be like, "You know, the first time I listened, I was like, fuck you.'" But then I figured out that you've been through it, and I was like, "Oh, you're cool." <laughs> <laughs> wow, the the swing of, yeah. of emotion there. At first, when I saw it, I thought I wanted to run over your face with my car. Then I was like, "These guys are saving my life." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found you at first, and then I searched for days to see if you had been doxxed yet because I wanted to know where you lived and kill your pets. But <laughs> and that was just my girlfriend writing in. Hey, whoa! I let her use my email. Trouble in paradise. <laughs> paradise. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. That's the name of Owen Benjamin's house. <laughs> I watched his N-word song video. Oh, yesterday. but you won't watch Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> You'll promote Owen Benjamin, known wait. rapist fascist. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. We don't like Owen Benjamin now. <laughs> He's Dude, I tried best. I bought up um, um uh, like as soon as he. I, it was the day he was quitting Twitter. I didn't even know he'd quit Twitter, but I, I didn't even know. I bought his like a misspelling of his name's Twitter space, like a couple of them. Oh, okay. And just started putting up uh, <laughs> tweets like as his. Like I stole his like banner and his photo. Oh, that's great. It was just like, hi, I'm a piece of shit who thinks he's better than everyone because I have a family, and that somehow makes me a moral person. <laughs> yeah, my family is clearly the only thing that matters on this fucking planet, Dude. not other people and their feelings. Uh, my best buddy from high school, like the one guy I'm really still in close contact with from then, 
went to college with Owen Benjamin, and years ago, like right when I started comedy, he called me and he was like, you know what, this guy Owen Benjamin, man, I went to fucking college with him, he's not funny, he's a fucking piece of shit, fuck that guy, and then when he started freaking out, he called me doing cartwheels. He was like, I knew it was coming! Damn, you know who I went to college with? Van Wilder. Is that true? The guy that the movie's based on? No, uh, the movie. <laughs> I went to college with a DVD of the movie. <laughs> wow, dude. It was the craziest DVD, dude. <laughs> that guy was crazy, dude. <laughs> that DVD got so late. Man, that DVD, it took him so long to graduate. <laughs> and all he needed was to finish his fucking violin class. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Well, I didn't really pay close attention to that movie. Mm. So I couldn't either tell you if that was how it ends. Hampton, here's a question. When you have sex, do you put stuff in your butt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my own head. <laughs> <laughs> Get a look around. Yeah, I put my head up my ass. Because I'm a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I am, a, I am a libtard. I don't know how to have sex. I put my own head up my ass. I don't know. Okay? Yeah. It's not my fault. I don't, I'm polyamorous, so I have to put my head up my ass because I'm a libtard. Both of my parents were libtarded. If you're listening and you are a Republican, a.k.a. hero. Uh, by the way, libtard stands for a liberated retard, which is <laughs> the, re the rebellion that I'm currently leading. Yeah. I, you know what's funny is I think that's kind of actually accurate. Uh, <laughs> oh man Alex, It's like Alex Jones What are you gonna do Making fun of us We hate ourselves More than you could ever Hate us Yeah totally That's the nature Of being this kind of Liberal Yeah Intelligentsia bullshit Polyamorous Gender <laughs> fluid <laughs> Yeah I've been reading A lot of Ben Shapiro uh, Today Because I didn't know Who he was Oh yeah And uh and so I'm really in that mindset of those fucking jerk-offs who make fun of us for progress. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, fuck you for trying to understand. Dude, Jordan Peterson is like, it's dangerous. You oh, know? yeah. All these people who are like... The the real danger is like the YouTube algorithm is like you click on one video of that and then it's like here's twenty more that are like how to blow up the White House is your girlfriend a bitch like check it out like <laughs> so it's like you get in and on a very innocuous thing that's like Jordan Peterson talks to Joe Rogan about like human evolution and you're like sure that's fine and then it just but YouTube doxes you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I, that's like literally in the matrix when you take the red pill and you go you go down the rabbit hole of like no fuck <clears throat> oh my god dude. it does not at all fucking baffle or surprise me <laughs> that the xbox generation is all becoming like nazis right, jerk offs <laughs> yeah totally um, yeah it's like it because i mean so if you funny. know clickbait culture it's just it just that suddenly the algorithms are like only showing you shit you you know they want not they want. I don't know. It's like um, whoever's paying the most money will get to show you their shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone who plays Fortnite is immediately <laughs> a Trump supporter. It's just like I just imagine everyone. I thought I'd, it was mostly rappers. <laughs> Fortnite? Fortnite's yeah. fun as shit, but I haven't played with a headset on, and I just, I'm so, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm sure you just Never. put it on, and everyone is just like, women are trying to put our balls in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> I just met up, like, I had to shoot this thing with uh, a couple, like, two professional gamers 
from like North Carolina and like we were just seeing how they interact with their fans and like I think they're very successful because they don't play all that shit like it's just very positive stuff like like they seem like they really seem like the most like I don't know like bro aggressive kind of guys but you wouldn't expect them to be like, oh, hey, what's up, Cutie Pie 17? Oh, thank you for the likes on up. Like, they're just like, I will say with that's their the other so side. Quick. That's the other side of millennials, like that, whatever that, the younger generation. World War like, Z. A lot of them are obsessed <laughs> with positivity. It's not everyone's going off and becoming a fucking. Uh, oh, totally. 4chan B person. That <laughs> uh, does exist, but I think the totally. positivity is more common, which is nice. It's yeah. annoying for comedy because a lot of the people that are doing, quote, comedy on YouTube are just like, hey, everybody, have you, have ha- have you ever heard of hair? Here's my hair. Uh, <laughs> 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 and everyone's like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah Was that the YouTube shooter? <laughs> <laughs> Look at my hey hair Hey guys Here's my video about my hair <laughs> <laughs> Yeah It's not AR-15 It's actually hair 15 <laughs> Good point <laughs> Wow Good joke Dave good You're a really point. good writer <laughs> um, Excuse me Are you sure it's not Hey AR-15 <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Sit the fuck down. Someone's so mad. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'll let myself out. I know. That was dumb. I watched an Owen Benjamin video yesterday <laughs> where I was so fascinated. Someone told me he was still going at it. I didn't realize it. So I, And they were like, you got to see what he's doing lately. So I, he has this stand-up clip up that's like 45 seconds long of him destroying, murdering, sure. getting applause breaks. And the crux of the bit is that he was talking to some liberal fucking loser, sure. and they were like, "They exist." And he was like, "Why do you want to get rid of the AR-15?" And they were like, "Well, AR-15 AR is stands for assault rifle." Oh goddamn! And like, no one has ever said that ever. And the rest of the bit is just like, <laughs> if I had to figure out what LGBTQIA means, you have to figure out what AR stands for. Fucking <laughs> people stood up and clapped. <laughs> Uh, I was just like, what is happening right now? Dude, I love that. That's like every like preacher who's always like, you know, a kid came up to me the other week and he asked me, Father, how can I be more godly? And I told him. (laughs) Totally. Just make up a fucking story. (laughs) That didn't fucking happen. Stand-ups do that too. I love it when I'm watching someone do stand-up and they're like, Yeah, so I was at McDonald's the other day and this 35-year-old man walked up to me and said, You're a bitch. And uh, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> and so I, then I had to deal with that. And of course, since I live, since I'm a coward, because I'm a comedian, I, I, of course, ran into a doghouse and cried. I also <laughs> love, like, just totally sidestepping the gun issue and being like, this person was dumb. Like, <laughs> right. I didn't know what the word meant that I made up. Like, but <laughs> it's such like a paper tiger argument. Yeah. Like, see this thing? Got him. <laughs> I fucking nailed that dude while like <laughs> while firing an AR-15 into a crowd like <laughs> the crowd's getting shot with bullets and they're just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> then the announcer comes on good evening improv audience thanks for coming out and enjoying live comedy <laughs> you're all dead now <laughs> he killed come out into the improv where you will get killed <laughs> I mean, I think uh, the, I mean, like, here's the crazy thing about guns is like. What's the crazy thing about guns? What? What? 
can a gun fuck a woman, but I can't. No, that's not. <laughs> no, the crazy thing about guns is like, you would think it'd be such an easy thing to be like, okay, if you really want to have guns and you want to be like, you know, keep them, like, can't, can't you just take a test that proves that you should be allowed to have a gun? Yeah, you it's would like think. I just don't want to take a test. <laughs> it's like the whole thing. It's like, well, if you're saying you'd pass it, why don't you just take that test and have regular checkups? Like, like how is that really infringing upon you? It's a public safety thing at that point. You literally have to take a test to drive a car. Yeah, or to like fucking like build a house or something. Like you need a fucking license, <laughs> right? Like, you know what I mean? Like you need a license to go fishing. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, we solved Have it. Have we made Bam. the fishing argument? Has anyone brought up the fishing <laughs> side of this argument? <laughs> I don't think that, yeah, I'm going to call Nancy Pelosi, of course. Grace? Um, yeah, Nancy Grace. She needs to know about this. I'm down with all the Nancys. Basically, if you're Nancy, you've always been a down-ass broad. <laughs> yeah, totally. Nancy Reagan. Personally, as a Nancy... <laughs> As a little Nancy boy, I think I relate to Nancy Pelosi and oh, Nancy God. Grace a lot. Hello, I'm a little Nancy boy. Are you single? <laughs> wuss. <laughs> hey, I'm a wuss. <laughs> Want a bone? That's how I hit on women. Oh, man. And then no I go wonder, to prison. No wonder you can't get laid. Yeah, yeah. No wonder, yeah. Man. <laughs> no wonder you don't have as many cool stories as me. <laughs> All my stories are, I had sex once. <laughs> oh, man. I In a committed sex. relationship. Yeah. I got to take it into the extreme. <laughs> man, we actually didn't have sex until several months of dating. <laughs> Sometimes they'd be on birth control and I'd still wear condoms because I'm afraid of intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is, never try anything. <laughs> Never do anything. Yeah. Certainly don't start a podcast. Guns are good. <laughs> Roseanne is good. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to really uh, dive in deeper to all of the To government. the guns? To all of the government. Did you see the thing that Trump tweeted today, which was like hysterical, about... Um, I mean, there were several things. One, they killed a bunch of Palestinians, and then he wrote, good job, Israel, congratulations. <laughs> like, Holy just shit. just an insane person who doesn't watch the news closely. Uh-huh. But, uh, the other thing was he wrote something about, like, all these reports about leakers are false and, like, mm-hmm. they're totally unverified. Also, all the leakers will be caught and brought to justice. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, what? are you either, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you also see that... Um, it was, like, in the same fucking paragraph. <laughs> um, Trump, uh, there was, like, a... There's a worry about a mad cow disease scare in the U.S. And Trump said, there is no mad cow scare. I eat that beef and I am mentally stable. (laughs) That can't be real. Dude, yeah. I eat that beef. I eat that beef, yeah. He said it, yeah. He said he was standing with Fergie when he said it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he eats that beef all the time, apparently. That beef over there. I'm pointing to a pile of beef in my room. Uh, yeah, yeah, I eat that beef. Yeah, and I eat it with Trump from and the, the Nancys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always got to eat beef from the back. Every time That's I eat, every grossest... time I eat a hot dog, I eat it from the back. <laughs> I don't know how, but I That's do it. That's the grossest, not gross thing I've ever heard in my life. You got to eat it, dude. I got. I always eat my hot dogs from the back. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
back in the mm-hmm. back in the zone with the riffs. Hell yeah, the dude. Auto zone. I eat my cheeseburgers <laughs> middle out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, watch Silicon Valley? Of oh course. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like to jack yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I like to jack off too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Silicon Valley is good. Um, what, yeah. uh, who are we? Who are we doing? Uh, we're back in business doing uh, a suicide in history this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. We no said... more emotion from old Hampton and Dave. Yeah. We're fine now. <laughs> All problems have been solved. No more questions, please. Hampton quit drinking, and uh, that's not a problem anymore. Uh, um, Who are you uh, doing today, Paul Blart? Paul Blart, yeah. T- Paul Blart, suicide cop. <laughs> he runs into a, into a room. All right, freeze! <laughs> he just shoots himself in the head, and everyone's frozen in terror. Freeze in terror! <laughs> I have the right to remain dead. Still on his Segway, and the Segway just moves. <laughs> Holy shit. Complete the trilogy, guys. Last week, we said we were going to do an episode of Reading Your Emails, which we talked about. We just haven't done a suicide in a couple weeks, so we, we think we need to get back into it, but... Mm-hmm. We're gonna read an email or two on the Patreon, and um, and then we'll uh, we'll do some throughout the episodes in the coming weeks yeah, too. We want to make sure we read your emails, but we also need to do some history. <laughs> history. Yeah, we need to get back in the groove. So if you guys want to check out the uh, uh, fan mail episode, we're gonna be putting up on Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/SuicideBuddies. Hell yeah, dude! And uh, we really appreciate all the Patreon uh, subscribers, and uh, it and- really helps keep the lights on. Helps us pay. Yeah, <laughs> here at Suicide yeah. Buddies HQ, man, we really um, <laughs> overshot our budget uh, with this warehouse we bought to record. Here at Suicide <laughs> Buddies DQ. <laughs> yeah, here at Suicide Buddies Dairy Queen, which, by the way, does not make a profit. Uh, no one wants a Dairy Queen that's inside of my apartment. I was trying to think of how. I think you maybe I'm go. not back on with the riffs. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you left your your heart somewhere out there in America. Yeah, dude, I fucking did. It's better out there, and we should go. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. Wait, Dave. We can get into you're, this. You're showing me a hot air balloon, Dave. What is this? What is this magical dream? <laughs> I'm taking you to the Congo. <laughs> My favorite part of America. <laughs> the Congo. The Congo. Dude, have you honestly, and I'm not kidding, dude. No, I'm not kidding, dude. Have you done shows in the Congo? The show, dude, I, so many people come out. It's like a weird city, but so many people come out and they fucking love comedy, dude. They need it, you know? Because everyone's like dying of malaria, so they fucking need it, dude. I fucking mm. love uh, in the movie Congo when the, the bad guy's like, the lost city of Zinj is here. Yeah, you're talking about Tim Curry? Yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah, I think we should use his name when we talk about it. I couldn't remember. (laughs) The bad guy. The bad man who hurt me. (laughs) Um, I have seen the movie Congo probably 20 times. Perhaps more. That's unhealthy. I know. Dave, you do. I love it for some reason. I really love it. (laughs) Well, it's a talking gorilla, and there's laser guns, and. yeah, I thank can't remember you. anything else about it, so that's good. Uh, Laura Linney, isn't it? No, no. Yes. No. Yep. No, and Tim Curry's not in it either. Oh, and okay. You've never seen it. That's true. <laughs> this uh, okay. So our suicide this week, we're doing uh, Paul Blart and uh, um, who's it really? Paul Byrne is his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his name's Paul Byrne. He uh, well, we'll just get into it after this ad that. 
is hopefully finally not a distilled jeans ad. <laughs> We've recorded some ads. We're trying to figure it out. We don't know what's going on over there at at Starburns. <laughs> yeah, but, they've dropped the ball. Not us. Yeah, it's all on them. We blame them for everything. Um, we'll be back. <laughs> Are we recording? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we caught that. I'm glad we caught it. Ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Man, you think he's ever done that um, unplugged? <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out to the bootleg. Um, I'm Steve Disturbed. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, uh, Ooh, uh, 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 everyone keeps mm-hmm. sharing that version, Disturbed it, of Sounds of Silence. Oh, my God. It's I know. not good. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but I mean, it's all right. But people are like, this is literally one of the best renditions of a song. Who is saying it's good? I know no one who says it's good. It's well, so bad. Well, my mom, my grandma, <laughs> the sound a kids I babysit, people online, I guess, is who I mean. silence. <laughs> it's Dude, so bad. I, would, I wouldn't hang out with somebody like that. If they said that, I'd walk away. Absolutely. Just I've never away. met anyone. Those people don't exist. You're lying. You're a liar. <laughs> You're a fucking liar. Uh, yeah, we just found out that Hampton uh, is 100% fake news. <laughs> 16% Cherokee. 100% fake news. <laughs> 16% Cherokee. 100% fake news. And 2,000% white. You know what I always say? Fake news, real ass Jews. <laughs> That's fake Jews. <laughs> um, well, I guess we should get to it. <laughs> no, man, we can talk about whatever. We no, it's, no, it's okay. Dave, what's what's going on in Dave's head right now? Uh, well, today we're doing the suicide of Eeyore. <laughs> oh, my God. right. He hung what? himself with his own tail. <laughs> I forgot how depressing Eeyore was. How could you forget that? It's his only trait. It's they all one... have one trait, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Do you think Tigger's that multifaceted? <laughs> Multi-dimensional and three-dimensional? I'm just saying, how do, if, how do you forget that Eeyore was sad? Oh, I forgot he was sad. I just forgot that I that was do, the thing yeah, for children. I remember him as a chef. I knew he, he, he liked to cook. I just remember Eeyore and me back in the shit in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, mowing down <laughs> children. Sometimes he would just post up in the jungle, hide under a palm frond, and just shoot heroin all fucking day. Me and Eeyore. You wonder why Eeyore was sad. I threw him. I, saw, I once saw him throw a grenade into a school building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the war changed him. You know, yeah. The uh, the airborne they dropped napalm right near us, and it caught him right on the tail. That's actually what happened to his tail. <laughs> Luckily, I pulled it out of the hands of a. <laughs> hey, Pooh Bear. Uh, Denang was a real miscalculation. I feel if we had gone all the way, we could have really shown those guys a couple things or two. I'm talking air infantry. <laughs> I'm talking napalm from hell. I'm sorry to hear that, Dior. <laughs> oh, it's still a little British boy. <laughs> it's still, a, yeah. What is Pooh Bear's voice? I'm trying to. What's Pooh Bear? Oh, yeah. oh yes. No, I've that's lost my way voice. off. Yeah, no. It's way off. Yes. It's just more did... like, yeah. 
right? <laughs> Isn't it just a little? It's like light and raspy. Can I get a witness? <laughs> that is, that's your Winnie the Pooh bear. I have entirely lost my voice. Hi, but I'm Winnie the Pooh no, bear. No, it's not. Ha. <laughs> ha. Welcome to my. It's mansion. not like. Oh, it's not like it's. It's not like that. It's like very. It's not. No, you're right. I. It's not a British boy. That's true. It's not a little I'm British a guy boy. I'm Pooh bear and I stuck <laughs> me bottom in a rabbit hole. <laughs> Hey, I'm Pooh Bear, and this is my man, Michael Collins. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck it there, Christopher Robin. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, fuck it right up my arse. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Christopher. It's for me, ma. Uh, this honey's for me, ma. <laughs> A caravan. Uh, did you know... Uh, the movie Snatch was yeah. good. Is really good. <laughs> yeah. My favorite movies: Snatch, <laughs> Boondock Saints, <laughs> Boondock Saints Two, and oh Up. Sometimes I just wish I could watch Snatch and Boondock Saints at the same time. Yeah, dude. From one screen. <laughs> Did you know that if you listen to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience and you start at the same time as Boondock Saints, it syncs up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the minute those Irish brothers are talking to each other, syncs up with Joe Rogan talking to Jordan Peterson about creatine shakes. <laughs> Dude, we should come out with Suicide Buddy supplements. Supplements? You want you want to get thin and weak? Uh, yeah. You want to get weak? Hey, strong boy, you want to get weak? Then take these Suicide Buddies vitamin D pills and don't eat. Because <laughs> we know you're inside and you don't get sun, and also you don't want to eat. <laughs> Suicide Buddies, don't eat. <laughs> Um, all right. Today we're doing Paul Blart. <laughs> Mall um, fart. If you couldn't tell, Paul Blart, Mall fart. We are not. I am not in the headspace to talk about history. Uh, I know. It's. It's. Mm-hmm. I was like, we just have to power through. <laughs> That's it, a good way to start on is. our own podcast. <laughs> we're just gonna fucking power through this bullshit you guys like. Well, it's like we got in such a groove, and then we took like a month and a half. Totally. Off, and it's just like, oh yeah, we, uh, how do uh, how do we do anything? Yeah, but I would love to learn about. It. You were telling That's me the about, thing about this the guy. road, man. I didn't read a book for years. <laughs> when you're on the road, you don't have to read. <laughs> you just know what the signs say. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I don't read just, anything. I don't even read signs. Dave, you just drove through that playground. <laughs> 70 MPH, that could mean anything. <laughs> 70 money million. pussy hungry. <laughs> 75 money pussy hungry. Totally. 70 million people hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no way we're doing this episode. Yeah, it's not going to happen. All right, so Paul Blart killed himself because he was too fat. All right. No? That's not even going to get a little bit of a chuckle out of Hampton. That's fine. I do not go for your fat shaming. Well, I agree. I don't like fat shaming either. I just think the word fat's funny. I'm fat. Fuck off, dude. P H A T. Damn right. P- pussy hat. I'm mad fat. <laughs> Apostrophe terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 70 MPH, 70 mad fat hang. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my mad uh, fat rating. Well, you, you were mm-hmm. telling me about this guy a little bit before. Paul Bart. It was uh, It was sincerely interesting. Yeah, I agree. Maybe we should talk about it. <laughs> That'll never work. Um, okay. Fuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just turn over to my information computer. I was, you know, like definitely like I could have maybe researched one uh 
but I don't know. I fucked up too. Well, I was on the road. I was contemplating doing the, the, <laughs> the thing about Frightened Rabbit, but I think we should just wait. Yeah, that's so time. sad, man. Yeah, Scott it's, Hutchinson it's, of Frightened Rabbit committed suicide like not long ago, like a week ago. It took me a week to find out, but I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I just found out, and I know a person who knows him well. Uh, so Jesus? Sad. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I think we have to just uh, work up to something like that. And uh... yeah, also give it a little distance. I mean, it's so recent; it's just sad, and it's interesting. Like, I mean, obviously, no one after someone dies is going to like. You don't see a. Very rarely does someone die, and you see people being like, "Yeah, but fuck him" or something. Mm-hmm. But if you the amount, the sheer amount of like ridiculously nice and wonderful things that. Like yeah. so many people have been saying who knew him after it means this dude was like a particularly wonderful person. Yeah. I've been just yeah. like watching videos of him talking. I'm like, this is like one of the most kind. I know it's like stupid to say that almost from an interview because somebody could be putting up a false air, but it it is weird. You get like the very a tone of kindness, yes, from him and um, very since like sincere. And I I don't know. I would just recommend people uh, if you haven't ever heard the band Frightened Rabbit, uh, go check them out. Yeah, you know what's funny is. Um, I like p- was playing him in the car with my dad. Like I was like, here, here, I'll put this on. And he was like, oh, okay. And he's like listening to it. He's like, what are they called? And I was like, Frightened Rabbit. And he just like, he just was like, God, you're, like- <laughs> you're such a fucking <laughs> cuck. Yeah, he just, the look. It was like he didn't say gay, but it was just on his face. Like, oh God, okay. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that though? Yeah, I guess we'll listen to Frightened Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> and he just hated it the whole time. <laughs> wow. I don't, think, I don't think my dad has had a moment of Wait, self-introspection in his entire life. Hampton, what's this band called? They're called Soft Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just like opens the car door and just like, <laughs> falls up. <laughs> you know what's funny, Goodbye, though? son, you're gay! Is that the, the, a lot of, I don't know your dad uh, at all, but... Um, a lot of the people that think that way about like emo or indie or whatever, and the band's called Frightened Rabbit, listen to like really emotional R and B and soft rock and shit. Like he a lot of like, dads uh, listen to the soft rock station. He listens to a lot of uh, u- the Eurythmics. <laughs> yeah, so fuck him, dude. What is he talking about, that, Dave? I've been waiting for someone. Fuck him, man. <laughs> that oh, Dave, you're giving me so much power. Oh over my god, over myself. <laughs> I'm sick of this fucking guy. You know, every time you hear a story about this guy, I'm you know, like, man, he just goes up one more level of dick. <laughs> man. This guy, I tell you, one of these days, hey, pow, zoom. Yeah, right in the bulls. <laughs> yeah, I'm get I aim nuts. low. Pow, right in the fucking I tell you, Hampton, besties. Hampton, your dad's really been on my nuts. <laughs> he's really been on my fucking nuts, let me tell you. Ever since I married your dad, he's been all over my fucking nuts. <laughs> He's always calling me gay and being like, "Listen to metal, there, you fucking queer." There, there was another time he did that 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 I honestly almost had to give ow, it, ow, ow, I had ow. to give it up to give it to him because I was listening to Dashboard Confessional oh, and sure. it was that lyric that was like um, screaming infidelity. You were anywhere making out, and I wish we were anywhere making out. And he just was like making out, like he turned down the volume. He's like making out. This is the kind of music you listen to. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate this guy so much. And I was like, well, the rest of the song's pretty you good. You need to be on a motorcycle <laughs> listening to Death Hate 
my favorite band, Death Hate, and their big song, I Fuck. No, dude. I Fuck Girls. My fuck them. <laughs> fuck them in the fuck them in the pussy. Why don't you listen to songs that say fuck girls in the pussy instead of, I want to make out with you. The only real, fuck off. The only real motorcycle is a steamroller. Yeah. <laughs> That's the coolest motorcycle for tough you know, dudes. when I met your mother, I would give her a Cleveland steamer every day. <laughs> is that how I met your mother? Yeah, you just... how I met, I hot carled your mother. Why were those kids, I, <laughs> I was just about to get off topic on how I met your mother, but why would you listen to your parents just describing every sexual encounter they've ever had? Like, good story. Because you're horny. Oh, uh, good point. <laughs> oh, those kids were horny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You don't jerk off on Mother's Day? All right, Dave, take Happy me- Mother's Day. T- take me to the burn zone. Yeah. Take me to the Paul Burn zone. Feel the burn. Paul Burn. Paul Burn. Yeah. You're going to get burned. Get in the burn. Auto burn. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Burn. <laughs> In the beginning, Paul Byrne. Um, okay, uh, Paul Byrne was born Paul Levy or Levy, I don't know, um, December 3rd, 1889. He was born in uh, Hamburg, Germany. Um, he and his family not long after moved to New York, and he became, he started out trying to be an actor um, in New York. Studied acting a lot in New York, hmm. and then later moved to. You know what's funny is that I, this happened in L.A., I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I've read so much about this guy, but they're all people are so fascinated with his death that like the other details, like it literally. If you read biographies of him, it's like he was in New York learning about. Uh, acting, and then the next paragraph is like, he lived in L.A. with his wife, and you're just like, okay, well, what happened in there? Well, it's like the Bible. He took the Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how actors made their way across the Great West. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were carried by dogs. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, he um, he tried to um, make it as an actor, and eventually became a film editor, and then through that, got a bunch of production work, and he ended up as a full-time producer for Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Oh, wow. Uh, so, is that MGM? MGM? Yeah. Yeah, where he was also um, he was also made the assistant to Irving Thalberg. MGM also, for people just who aren't, like, working in, like, the industry, is, is just, it has a huge reputation. Because in the era of, like, the studio systems, that was probably the biggest one. Yeah, it was the biggest and, one. And it was, like... The way studios worked back there, I think we've gone a little bit. They had sort of like sweatshop writer situations, right? Sweatshop writers, but also like the way they would contract out like an actor is like, you're signed to MGM and only MGM. You're going to do, you know, 25 pictures, you know? Yes. You're some dame I saw off the street, you know? Totally. They would, it's not like it is now. They would like contract their writers and their producers and their actors. Absolutely. I think there might, and this is me just guessing, but honestly, I do think the industry that we work in might shift back to that i wonder because netflix i think like they'll do like six pictures with adam sandler right i think it, they will start doing a thing where it's like and only adam sandler can only make movies with us right. for like six years you know something like that there are a lot of those deals already i've heard about some of our friends getting yeah. exclusive deals with networks for tv and you don't really see that with other networks as much anymore where they would do the six picture deal yeah 10 picture deal or whatever but like but netflix is doing now. that so yeah, yeah it's kind of making a shift back um, so this guy Paul Byrne was like a pretty big deal at MGM and Irving Thalberg was 
and still is one of the biggest and most lauded producers in the history of Hollywood. He just like very young was able to figure out which scripts were going to be big money makers for MGM, and so he's like, a <laughs> "It's huge a war deal. picture, so exactly. <laughs> people like war. We need to make a war picture and a nudie picture." <laughs> like, I, I like uh, that somebody could have that reputation, but. Probably back at the time, it was a lot of just guesswork because movies yeah. are still pretty new. Well, it was all guesswork, and I think that's why he was considered a genius because no one knew what they were doing, and he would just be like, yeah, this script will make us a lot of money, and everyone would be like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> and then it would. And uh, It was The Matrix. Yeah. It, yeah, The Matrix was written in the 18th century. I don't know if you know this about that. Um, and, man, it was on the blacklist forever, and they finally made it. I'm just saying, if mm-hmm. we can if we can nail down bullet time, this will work. <laughs> Um, and it's kind of important that Paul Byrne and Irving Thalberg were close friends, right? So that's like his life. There's this woman named uh, Dorothy Millette who throughout the course of his life, he he met in like the mid-1910s and they dated. They were together in New York and they were later together uh, in L.A. As far as I understand, she was his common law wife and okay. she suffered... A what seems to be a nervous breakdown and was sent to. I'm sorry, no, she didn't come to LA with him because while they were in New York, she suffered a nervous breakdown and went to a sanitarium in Connecticut. And there's a lot of like, like the Metallica song, yeah, sanitarium. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's all I know it from. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, Metallica should go to a sanitarium, nuts, (laughs) yeah. Um, we should do an episode about Metallica <laughs> and when how they, when they kill themselves. Yeah, whenever they kill themselves. <laughs> um, oh wow! So she. Uh, yeah. Wow. And there's like, what's funny about this story is that there, there is what is factually written down and recorded in history, but for whatever reason, there's a bunch of questioning of all of it, and we're going to talk about all of that. Okay. So like, she was sent for being. People just a said woman. <laughs> she was crazy, hysterical. Yeah, sort of his, hysteria. Um, she just sort of lost it. Inflammation at one point. of the vagina, but tits also, on the brain. <laughs> there's also some speculation that that the sanitarium she went to was just basically a really nice resort for rich people who were suffering exhaustion or depression. Okay. Either way, she was separated from yeah. her husband. He goes to L.A. to be a big producer at MGM, and they're no longer together, but they are legally common-law married in the state of New York. Um, because they'd lived together so long yeah, in New York? totally. I really wonder what the mm-hmm. amount of time would have been at that period. I think it's 10 years. At that time? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, is that what it is now? Five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I think it's nine years. I, uh, nine. I just feel like... Oh, my God. <laughs> I, no years in German? Uh, I just... <laughs> Feel like it would have been shorter because, like you know, ten years is a long time for sure. a couple like that in that time period to be living in sin. I guess you would say, you know, totally. You'd think it'd be like a year, then you got to get married. Yes, <laughs> crazy kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's not like Three's Company, folks. So then, um, he as a as a big producer at MGM, he meets Gene Harlow, who is this oh. young starlet who is like. Still, I don't know. She's to like Hollywood nerds. She's still a huge deal. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they got married in Whoa. July of 1932. While he's got his common law marriage, uh, yes, still going? yes. While he has two his common wives, law, dude. Can not you think cool. of anything better, dudes? 
<laughs> Two women that are mad at you. So they got married in 1932 when she was 22 years old. And he was 42 years old. Wait, and wait, wait. She was 22? She was 22. He was 42. And she's like, you have to imagine, too, like, she is a person who is in contract with MGM to make movies with them for a long time. And she's considered their, like, meal ticket. She's their hot, young, yeah, yeah. blonde, bombshell actor who everybody in the world loves. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, exactly. Yeah. And, uh... She marries him, and it was like a little bit of a scandal. People were like, why is she marrying this ugly Jew? <laughs> it's like Wait, literally, what? Yeah, oh yeah. Is that what they said? Basically, even if you read things online about it, including Wikipedia, it's just like, he was a little bit of a dumpy looking guy, and it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's so crazy. Paul Byrne, a humble man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, not handsome. She was beautiful, and he was nice. <laughs> um, You'd sometimes look at him and think he was a chair. <laughs> um, so they got married. Damn. And then two months after they got married. So savage to him. (laughs) September 5th, 1932, he shot himself in the head in their house. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. And he left this suicide note. Dearest dear, unfortunately, this is the only way to make good the frightful wrong I have done you and to wipe out my abject humiliation. Hmm. I love you. Hmm. Paul. P.S. You understand that last night was only a comedy. Whoa! So here's what, what that here's what that supposedly means. Apparently, they had watched Animal House or Blues Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> and that was a comedy. Just so you know, we're pretty dumb. So I <laughs> he just mansplains the last yeah. last thing he writes. By the way, that was a comedy. You and idiot. She reads a suicide note and goes, "Oh, <laughs> oh, Roseanne is a comedy." Oh. It's not fascism. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, okay. So apparently, after they got married, even though he is like a historically incredibly nice guy and everyone in Hollywood loved him, that's, that's like how he's talked about. Um, hmm. Apparently, it came out pretty quickly that they were having a lot of marital problems. They were having a lot of money issues hmm. and that he beat her. Oh, no. Yes. And then apparently what this, this note means, which Uh-oh. I'm not exactly sure how this information was disseminated, but I think it was like as time passed on right after the death, he, the family's friends and the people who work at MGM sort of like released this information. Apparently, he had a lot of trouble getting it up when they had sex. Getting an erection. Getting an erection. <laughs> getting it up. Getting hard. <laughs> yeah. His penis couldn't get her get hard and strong. <laughs> he didn't have a strong dick, and that's what that meant. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we are not medical professionals. <laughs> oh, clearly. I will 100% double down on that. Yeah, apparently it was a big problem. He just like, couldn't get it up having okay. sex with her. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it means, my abject humiliation. And apparently huh. you understand that last night was only a comedy, was apparently the night before he killed himself... He had sex with her with a dildo. Wait, what? Yes. And so I'm not entirely sure why that was a comedy. Dildo means dildo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that's apparently what all that means. Wait, that's for sure what that's about? That is what recorded what is recorded in history as having happened. Whoa. Um, yes. 
And I was I was just kidding about that that dildo. <laughs> <laughs> what a goof. Well, you know, I think I'm back then it wasn't ball. really that commonly spoken about. Oh, of course, but it just seems like why even reference it? I don't know, at man. At the very end, you know, but I mean. We're going to come back to that. I because guess you think only your wife would read it, you know? That account of his death was later um, not overturned, but it was later, like much, much later in history. Like in the, I believe, the 90s. They reversed his suicide? They didn't reverse it, but <laughs> someone came out and said, that's bullshit, here's what happened. But we'll get Whoa. we'll get back to that. because I <laughs> After this word from distilled jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Did you kill yourself? Where are these jeans? Um... Uh, <laughs> Paul Byrne committed suicide because his dick doesn't work. Do <laughs> but you need this, jeans this summer? <laughs> because, and the reason I want to talk about that later is I like I would like to do a certain part of this episode that just assumes that that's true, um, and talk about what that means. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So that happened. He he was found by the police when they came at like two thirty in the afternoon on the fifth of September, nineteen thirty-two. Um, Laying naked outside of his bathroom, he had like been swimming, and then he walked to the bathroom, took his swim clothes off, left them in the bathroom, and then he, I guess, shot himself. And there, there was blood all over the floor and blood and brain on the ceiling. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! It made the MGM logo in blood. Yeah, totally. The, the lion appeared in the fucking blood. Yeah, <laughs> he did it, and then immediately the word "land" fell off the Hollywood sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hollywood. So there are a couple of other. There's a little bit of suicide, maybe in his past. Um, oh, he th- did suicide a couple times. Yeah, he suicided a bunch. <laughs> oh, well. he's a little bit of a suicider. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you know all of the suicide girls <laughs> have killed themselves? <laughs> suicider tastes like apples, kills you. Um, <laughs> um, Okay, you get it, yeah, cider. Uh, el- do, you, do you understand that? I actually joke? didn't get that at first, but that is a good joke, and <laughs> I should have given you. it to you. I should have given that to you. Thank <laughs> you. I'll allow it. I'm a sassy judge. <laughs> at some point in, early in his life, he fell in love with a, um, or like uh, between Dorothy and Jean, he fell in love with another Hollywood starlet, and it was unrequited. She didn't want to be with him, and he tried to drown himself in a toilet. <laughs> that's, Whoa! Uh, yeah, that's apparently Dave, this, true. This guy is you. <laughs> Whoa! Well, that's not nice I at all. I feel like you are the type of person who'd be like, I'm a toilet. What? I should be a toilet. Excuse me, what? Like, truly. <laughs> what? That's definitely the most wait, insulting wait, thing you've ever said to me. Can I stop just one second? How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of do think, how dare you? You think I, that I'm the type of person who says, I'm a toilet? <laughs> Could you explain you've, that? Yes, you've literally said, I'm garbage. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I'm not a toilet. But I'm not a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so you're talking about that I have depression? No, I is what that, you're saying? I just mean that's the way you phrase it. I mean, oh. it's like, I'd be like, what, man? Back off. But he didn't, Christ. <laughs> I didn't, he didn't say he was a toilet. He tried to drown I, himself in a toilet. Hampton. Oh, no, I, I heard, I heard. <laughs> I was making a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<coughs> well, you gotta understand was, that's a pretty jarring thing to I'm hear sorry. your friends say. I mean, I, I just more meant it like that's how you'd phrase things in a comedic fashion. Uh, oh, I see. Um, we no, I think if you're gonna kill yourself, you'd probably say I'm I'm sad <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It did. Yeah, no, I don't okay, know. I'll give it to you. I don't Dave. know how I was supposed to take that. You're that's you. I think that's you. To Dave. be fair, you have literally said I'm garbage yes. so many fucking times. Well. And so have you, right? Yeah, Haven't you? Yeah. And I would probably say, I'm a toilet. And then I put my head in a toilet. You can't fight me on me feeling weird about that. You literally said, I said, this guy tried to drown himself in a toilet because he was in love with a starlet. And you said, Dave, this is you. <laughs> I don't think I'm weird uh, for taking that personally. Um, well, I'll allow it. Especially on a depression, <laughs> depression show. I'm allowing everything. Where today. we both tried to die. Um Wow, so that's a that's a pretty insane way to. I mean, not to be reductive of no, people who that, have depression, but like to try and kill yourself in, in a toilet seems like. I mean, do you really even think that would work? Like, yeah, it's either like sort I of a cry for help or a big toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, also, his mother Henriette, um, his father died in 1908. And his mother was in New York uh, still after that. And in 1920, she died um, by... She fell off a pier. Whoa. Yes, and drowned. Pier one? She, she's a little bit of a pier one import. <laughs> and, uh, it's the uh, only pier I've heard. <laughs> uh, damn, man. That's, that's like tragic. Yeah, she fell off a pier and drowned. And it was family, said right? to be an accident, yeah. but um, but then there are people that contend that and say that she killed herself. And oh shit! Though I, I don't know, I I love this fact, though it's supposed to not be true. Apparent, there are people that say that she killed, she drowned herself because she was upset that her son was dating a gentile, that woman Dorothy. Whoa! Yeah, but. That is almost definitely not true. Because he'd been dating Dorothy for years, and she had come over to their house and hung out with them. And it wasn't just like after seven years of dating, she was like, I'm sick of this fucking Goyam bullshit. I will will say, though, it does seem pretty... Yeah, that's good. It does seem pretty weird, though, to fall off a pier. Yes. How does that even... How does that happen? I mean, I've I've tried, and you have to really fucking do it. Yeah, you do. I, um... I'm going to make sure... What if just back then they didn't have railings on the piers? Like, that's just how, like... like This is a historical fact I didn't know. Yeah, everyone... Uh, piers were oppression. Sorry, <laughs> rail guards were oppression. <laughs> oh, she fell off an embankment into the water. Okay, different story. Yeah, not a pier. An embankment. I'm not actually sure what that really yeah, qualifies as. I don't know. That's, like, hot... Like Earth is like yeah, Yeah. like a lower cliff kind of thing. Yeah, damn. Yeah, Uh, and then one more. Still not good, and there's definitely a lot of mystery actually attached to that. Totally. So then, okay, and then one more. uh, Oh, this is a really sad thing. A movie that he produced, that Paul Byrne produced with Irving Thalberg, Mm -hmm. won Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Whoa, that year. Yeah. Oh, the year he the year he died. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So he would have. Posthumously, he won Producers an Academy Award. Win the award. Exactly. Yeah. Holy shit. And Irving Thalberg was the one to accept it. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, his partner. Yeah, totally. Uh, what was the movie, if you know? It uh, doesn't matter, but... Uh, I do have that written down. Damn it. 
Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. You're listening to the Damn It Cast. Damn it! On Damn It Network. Welcome to Damn It, buddies. <laughs> it was called Grand Hotel. It was released six days after he died, and it won the it won the Best Picture for Academy Award. Whoa. Yeah, man. Holy okay, so... Shit. Yeah. Here's the last fact before we get on into the conspiracy of it. Two days after he killed himself, Dorothy Millette killed herself. Oh, well. His common-law wife, who had apparently... And who had apparently come to L.A. around that time. Yes. She jumped off of a ferry. Um, yeah. yeah, dude. She Damn. jumped off of a ferry. Uh, so uh, she came home and saw that he was still da- he was dating Harlow? Okay, so that's what's weird. She jumped off of a ferry called the Delta King on the way from San Francisco to Sacramento. Oh, that's my favorite boat. And she was found a little while after that, like floating in the river, because someone, no one saw her do it, but someone on the boat saw a piece of her dress hanging off the railing on the side of the ferry. And then they sort of like dredged the whatever the river was. And, uh, <laughs> the koi pond. Yeah, the Thames. <laughs> um, you know, the Thames goes from SF to Sacramento. Um, okay, so. Huh. Damn. In the record of his suicide, there's no. Uh, no, there's nothing about Dorothy Millette having come to his house. But um, in 1990, Samuel Marks, um, who also worked at MGM along with Paul Byrne and Irving Thalberg, he wrote a book. And in the book, it gave a whole other account of Byrne's death. And he oh, no. said that he went to Byrne's house the morning of September 5th, 1932, before the police came. What? Yeah. Like, so basically, apparently, so what he says happened is, sure. Gene Harlow, instead of calling the cops, called MGM. And then Thalberg, uh-huh. Samuel Marks, a photographer, and a couple other people showed up, and two of the people are supposed to be MGM's fixers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Michael Clayton type yeah, shit. Hell totally. yes. So apparently... His Samuel Marx's story is that Dorothy Millette came over the night, uh, the day or night of September 4th, and she and Paul Byrne swam in their pool and hung out, and then there was some sort of disagreement. Okay. That happened. Probably the whole... That happened. <laughs> you leaving me thing. <laughs> yeah. And then separately, he was shot. At some point. Okay. Yeah. No one saw any of that necessarily happen, but... Ruled a suicide. There apparently was, when Samuel Marks got to the house, there was all this evidence that another person had been there, like two wine glasses by the pool. One of them had lipstick on it and stuff like that. And then he also found out that Dorothy Millette had been in town. Uh, So it would go to reason that she had come to visit him. So at this point, Dorothy is kind of MIA. Yeah. They think maybe she was there they think it was and then a couple days later she is dead yes exactly Holy so shit. oh my god what if they killed her yeah see that's the thing so samuel mark says that his suicide was all these fixers trying to make it not look like a murder because they were mgm was so incredibly worried about gene harlow's career because gene harlow was such a money maker for yeah. them and so popular and i think it's so interesting that they thought it would save her career more if he killed himself because he couldn't get a boner <laughs> rather than having what? gotten murdered by her by <laughs> her or Dorothy Millette or somebody. They just ruled it as a suicide. Mm-hmm. And apparently well, that would be damaging to her career. He says in a book, Louis B. Mayer, 
of Metro Goldwyn Mayer had a meeting with a bunch of the producers for MGM and told them, we're going to get this ruled as a... Literally, the quote is, suicide because impotence. (laughs) Because it would be better for Gene Harlow's career. (laughs) That's still a medical diagnosis till like five years ago. Yeah. Well, suicide due to lack of hard-ons. So, according to Samuel Marks... Uh, not only was the suicide made up, his impotence was made up. The fact that he beat her was made up. Uh, Whoa. Uh, and then as accounts came out later and later, like these MGM guys said he had a small penis. One of them said <laughs> he was just, gay. They're just piling on. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you think this, honestly, and I hate to, do you think this is just blind anti-Semitism at the time? I have no idea. Like yeah. he's Jewish. And they're just shitting on this guy? They just don't care at all. I don't know. I think a lot of them were Jews. I mean, Irving Thalberg was probably Jewish. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. It, um, yeah. Well, it's just, this is really funny to me. Um, the the whole, like, it's it makes perfect sense that if you were Gene Harlow at the time and there was a dead body, you wouldn't, you would call the people who you interact with on a daily basis yeah. that are just constantly like, we, we're here to protect You're you. You're 22. We're here You're 22 to, years we're old. We're here to insulate you. We're your guys. We take care of everything. You would. Just in the same also, way you call your parents. Also, she was probably like, what? I mean, 18, maybe even 16 or 15 when she was discovered by MGM. And probably the way her life went is they were like, you just stay with us. We're going to, like you just said, but uh-huh. even more so, like, we are going to do everything for you. We're going to get yeah. you a house. We're going to get you clothes. We're going to get you, if you ever need anything. So yeah. she was trained. What, yeah. What are the rules with like having to call the police when you see a dead body? Like, can you call? Oh, you do it right away. Can, I think. Can, can, <laughs> wait, but can't you call like Papa John's first and then call mm, the police? Like, yeah. be like, okay, this is going to take a while, so I need some, you know, but me- I'm a little medium-sized angry. pepperonis. <laughs> 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 I'm being a little bit of a bitch today. <laughs> so I need to get some pizza. <laughs> None for you, I suppose. He's talking to the dead body. Um, not going to chip in, I guess. Yeah, so apparently he was killed. And so this isn't I mean, actually it, it, a suicide. It seems suspicious, to say the least. Right. I mean... We don't fully know. And it does sound like he was dealing with real depression if he tried to drown himself in a toilet. See, that's the thing that's interesting. He like, and, you know, we don't know if his mother killed herself. But apparently, (laughs) apparently after she died. um, His mom? His after, yes, after his mother died, um, members of his, his extended family started telling him stories of mental illness and depression in their family and other suicides in the oh, history wow. of the Byrne family. Well, not the Byrne family, the Levy family. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and so that's the thing. This is a guy with a so history of depression. about it, yeah. Yeah. And he's probably got this. Who tried to commit suicide once, mm-hmm. and then he supposedly committed suicide, and then later it comes out that he was murdered, and now actually the murder is the accepted... Story. That's what people tend to think. They oh, go really? with Samuel Marx's story. Yes. Oh wow! So is it is it still listed as a suicide? Yes, like it te- is technically legally like on the books, right? Because that's how it was ruled by the police. I just um, find that fascinating. Yeah, exactly. And it's especially fascinating that Dorothy Millet is dead. Yeah, that really. I mean, it really. The whole thing does smack of a cleaner being like, okay, we exactly. gotta get rid of this girl. We gotta get rid of all the fucking. I mean, there's so many possibilities there because she could have killed him. And then this is a person who has been in a mental institution. We don't entirely know 
exactly why, but she suffered at least a big enough of a breakdown in the eyes of the people around her for her to be sent to a sanitarium. Oh, he's saying Tra- Dorothy could have killed. Yes, that's what Samuel Marks says. Oh, and- that he thinks Dorothy showed oh. up, and in the argument, she killed him and left. So, oh, so it's probably less likely to be Gene Harlow, but I hear okay. Yes. So it's no one tur- thinks it was Gene Harlow that oh, did it. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I kind of was getting confused because it's like, you know, why would her cleaners take such an interest? You raise you raise this point earlier on where it's like, you know, it, it, what's the difference? But you're right that um that makes it different if it's Dorothy is the only real suspect. Totally. But what I'm even it so okay, even if she was the one that if she was the one that killed him. And then MGM people show up and they clean it all up to make it look like a suicide. And she dies two days later. I, there are two possibilities in my mind with what could happen with that. Either this is a very, very troubled person who had just committed a murder and could not emotionally handle it and she killed herself. Yeah. Or it was more of the fucking cleanup process. Yeah. And I don't want to go there. That MGM was the type of company that would straight up kill someone who could come out. Uh-huh. But... Gene Harlow literally made no comment ever on any of this. Wow. Ever. <laughs> she was deposed, and she basically said, I, I have nothing to say about this. It Damn. was tragic, is what she said. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Well, win some, lose some, she was quoted as saying. <laughs> well, whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> and that really makes me think that MGM was like, we got this, hun, shut up. And then she died in 1937. What if it's all true? And Gene Harlow shot him because he had a tiny penis. Yeah. And then she <laughs> threw Dorothy Millette. Yeah. Because she was mad at her for giving, for, because when he was with Dorothy, he had a bigger penis. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, there it is. Put this up on Snopes. <laughs> Snopes.com. I think another interesting element of it is that, like, whether or not he committed suicide or was murdered or whatever, MGM crafted a story that he committed suicide because he could not perform sex with his wife and that was believable oh jesus you know what i mean dude there was a uh there was a story that ruined uh fatty arbuckle right the story was that he crushed a prostitute right yeah like that's just an awful thing to put out there about a fat man yeah that you he just crushed him with their his weight and what does it say (laughs) about us as a culture Like, not even 100 years ago, the rumors that you could not get an erection, that you had a small penis, and that you were gay, where people were like, oh, yeah, I get why he fucking killed himself. That means that that back then, like, if you did have trouble getting an erection back then, it was absolutely horrifying for you. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely horrifying. You felt shame at every... We've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. And I, the reason it's important for me to talk about it is, like, you know, um, it's attitudes towards male sexual sexuality, and I, what's that? What's what's the the that disease called? Um, fe- where you can't Nazi, get an erection? Being a Nazi. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Erectile dysfunction is something that happens, and I just like I don't know. I we're getting way way better about masculinity in America and the world, but it's obviously still bad. And I'll bet you, like, I don't know, listening to this. If you have problems with erectile dysfunction, you know, like, it's okay. <laughs> like, please, yeah, no, yeah. like, you're not not a oh, man yeah, course, and stuff course. like that. No, if anything, yeah. it's like we live in a sick culture that's like every advertisement is like, you want pussy, right? So buy this truck. Like, yeah. everything's about, like, 
going to achieve something with you, like somehow your sexuality is tied into your you know achievement. Man, my favorite you know? one. It, there have been billboards forever. Like I've been seeing them for a decade <laughs> in California. Forever. <laughs> forever, dude. And uh, the the same billboard. It's always the same. There's a a girl that's like beautiful, but like. The Maxim magazine kind, the way America says that this is a hot girl, you know, sort of scantily clad, <laughs> wearing boots, and it says, work boot warehouse. Oh, yeah. And that does. very funny. It's so funny. Like, it buy is, these boots and you can fuck this girl. And the, not, <laughs> these are boots for construction workers. Yes. Specifically. There's no other reason to go to this store, to go to Work Boot Warehouse. And this girl, by the way, is not there. And so neither funny. is you, any other girl. Yeah, you, you show up and you're just like, so um, is uh, my, my girlfriend here? <laughs> is my dream girl here? Uh, what? Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's hard. I mean, this stuff is difficult. And uh, Yeah, I mean, there's no real easy answers with that sort of thing. But I would say it's like, you know, the... Things that you can get out of life certainly should not be limited to, you know, your sexual prowess. Yeah. I mean, that seems like to be like one, you know, small part of it. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I think the idea of being emasculated is something that we should try to exercise from our culture completely. Like the idea that that could even happen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that someone can say something to a person that will make them feel like less of a man. Like that concept itself is such bullshit that you'd be less... You being less of a man, what are you comparing it to? Yeah. Why is that a part of our identity? I That's it, the toxic part. I yes. would say if someone <laughs> did fuck my girlfriend, I'd be mad in the same way like if I left a soda out and somebody drank that soda, I'd be like, what the fuck? Well. <laughs> You're like, we can't um, just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it's a wrong thing to do but i don't think you should drink the soda and be like yeah now you don't have a soda because you're a little bitch <laughs> this is my soda now <laughs> okay yeah i understand that's yeah. over the line <laughs> yeah and i just hope i'm that really good at analogies <laughs> so many of the suicides in men that we've done like an element of it has been and it like and it ruined him and he was like not who he was and like there's sure. a I don't know I I just hope if you're listening and you've ever felt like less of a man you know that that's like I don't know there's so many people out there who don't care about that shit and it's yeah. fine you I can live s- a great life not people- being fucking you know, having who are de- Sam Elliott as your inner monologue all the fucking time. And I think people who are depressed about that know it's bullshit. Yes. You know, like a part of depression, I feel, is just being aware. Like it's heightened awareness. It's anxiety. You know, yeah. you're, you're really aware of all these realities around you. And it's like, I don't know. So it's like you can you can know it's bullshit. But then the fact that it's constantly being projected on you by like a society that's just really reductive. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it gets to you. You know, it's like you know, it's like you can think it's bullshit, but at the end of the day, if you're watching nothing but work boot ads that are like, "Get this pussy," like, <laughs> yeah, totally, it gets it, in there no matter what. Yeah, yeah, even though we're yeah more enlightened than ever, it's still around. Yeah, I mean, we say that, but then it's like you know, I stare at my phone for five hours looking at basically ads. Sure, you know, it's like that, how how enlightened really am I? I it's just better. It's not. <laughs> it's, no, yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. It's just funny when people are always like, people used to really have human interaction and not be on their phones all the time. And then I just see photos of like people on 
like train trolleys in the 1920s and everyone has a newspaper oh, out. Oh, totally. <laughs> they're just like not fucking talking to each in other. In photos in, of the 19th century and everyone has a gun pointed <laughs> at each other. And they're all... <laughs> That's how we won America, Dave. That's the other funny thing. We're all looking at our phones and like up until 1950, everyone was drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all, everyone was always drunk. Fuck, my horse is drunk too. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I can't take it. I wish I had something to look at besides these fucking people. You always make me feel so uncomfortable. I'm kind of bored here in Chicago. I guess I'll just invent a murder castle. <laughs> it's also interesting to think about a society who like just like yeah. so this 42 year old man marries a 22 year old woman and everyone's like, oh wow, older man marrying yeah. a younger woman and then he dies and they're like, oh, like gay, couldn't get it up. It's like <laughs> Jesus, everybody, pick a, yeah, pick a thing, <laughs> yeah. Plus he's ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, it really is just a smear campaign, totally. And I think uh, that seems to be actually pretty much uh, credited there that a guy literally was like, we're going to deal with this. We are going to make it suicide because of impotence. <laughs> and then apparently that suicide note I think it's also interesting that I guess handwriting analysis Wasn't a part of sure. You know ballistics at but all or anything Batman wasn't around yet But but the thing is that even if You hadn't you didn't have people who Analyzed handwriting you could have So apparently <laughs> this suicide note Was just the house had a guest book Um and people would just Like write notes in it and stuff and apparently that Suicide note was some vague note that Someone wrote in it Holy shit. And they just took that note and said that was Paul's suicide note. <laughs> I found that in the in a weird, like fucking deep Google search article. Uh <laughs> so, you know, who knows? Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of a But that's apparently what happened. That's the only account of where the note could have possibly come from aside from being a real suicide note. And my only problem with that, and the only that's the thing that makes me think it was a suicide and the rest of this is concocted in some way because like even if you don't have handwriting analysis, someone would have been like, "Wait, did Paul's handwriting look like that?" <laughs> and look at anything else he wrote. Look at any other yeah. pieces of uh, yeah. handwriting because it couldn't have yeah, been too far off. They could have compared it I don't know. No, no, you're making a good point. Uh, or I think maybe MGM won. just had so much power that the cops were like, whatever you say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think the cops were looking too deep. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like in a town that's run by Hollywood and then you have this like producer for a major studio. This is yeah. like this huge thing involving a major starlet. It's like, of course they're going to handle this differently. Yeah. This isn't just like, ah, buy the books, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know. Also, um, people's li- you know jobs could be at stake. You know, here's something I love: two thousand people went to Paul Burns' funeral. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, man. So he did the thing. You know, when you're young and you're like, eh, if I kill myself, they'll be sorry. <laughs> I, uh, the only reason I wouldn't do, and I've had this thought before when I was really young, when I was feeling really bad, like, like wanting to kill myself so everyone would be like, shit, I shouldn't have treated him like shit sure, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then I can't see my funeral where everyone feels bad. There's like literally a thought I've had. That's like my favorite part mm-hmm. of uh, Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer that they just like fake their deaths and are just like looking yeah. at people crying. They're like, this is great. <laughs> Man, everybody's sad as shit. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to saying the N-word. <laughs> at full volume. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. Well, they're all sad. Back to the raft. <laughs> um, 
Well, Hampton, thank you for letting me do Paul Byrne here. Thanks for bringing it, man. That was uh, you brought it. You brought the heat. You brought the burn. You, uh, We're getting back into it. As you, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was so at the beginning, like, oh, I'm not used to it. I've You're been on the road. Over being sick. I've been on the road and, uh, and yeah, sick. Yeah. I've been on the sick. I've been on the sick. I've been sick. in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, that's been a really fun podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on uh, Patreon.com slash Suicide Buddy. Also, please conteep, uh, you know. <laughs> that's keep, it. Bye. Keep and continue uh, um, uh, subscribing and rating us on iTunes and reviewing. Those are all so great. Yeah. We appreciate it. Except the two or three people that were dicks. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... All right, guys. See you in hell. <laughs> Later, fuckers. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. We hope to see you again next week. Just a quick reminder, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, feeling like killing yourself, talk to someone, please. We take it very seriously. We joke around about suicide here because we thought about it, because joking is how we deal with it, and we hope that it helps you. But if you're really thinking about it, we want you to stay here with us. Call 1-800-273-TALK the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're incredible. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will help. You are loved. Thank you again for listening. See you next week. When adrenaline takes over, and they're not just afraid, they're petrified. Halloween Haunt at King's Dominion will push you to the limits of fear. Come select nights through October 28th for night rides, demented creatures, and terror you've never felt before. Fear is waiting for you. Save up to $30 on tickets at kingsdominion.com.